0: Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, Glenn Beck, what was the top story for you today?
1: The truth about what's happening on the border with AOC, and I just want to break this down and tell you what pastors found uh, in the concentration camps for AOC.
2: (laughs) Okay, Stu. It's basically a holiday at this point. You know, we're kind of in summer mode, so I'm going to indulge in a guilty pleasure of whataboutism.
1: Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I
0: have mixed feelings on this, (laughs) so I can't I can't wait to hear how you are.
1: We're both in vacation (laughs) mode already. Oh good. Even though we're working all weekend, (laughs) for some reason we've stopped caring. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well that I'm really good show. Yes, I am happy you are on the show today. Mr. Chad Prather. Uh,
3: the trending topic of the week on Twitter has been hashtag boycott trumps 4th of July. Which is interesting. Oh man! So,
0: yeah. It's so it's Trump's Fourth of July.
3: It's his. It belongs to him now.
0: Huh? Yes. I'm, I guess I missed the memo on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't heard that. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Um, I know, Glenn, you were really hesitant to use them because you just didn't deal with any finance companies, but they eventually won over your heart.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, they they asked me in 2006 or seven. Do you remember this, dude? Yeah, yeah. And they came and they then they came in their suits and everything. <laughs> they were like, "We're really, really, we're a good mortgage company." I'm like. Bye bye.
0: I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah,
1: and I really they the do. They were just in my office. We've been together now for ten years or so, yeah. um, and I was not interested. And they were, why? And I said, because you're all dirt bags. You're all <laughs> you're all roping people into loans they shouldn't
0: have. Again, sure they appreciate that yeah. as well. And they
1: were like, no, we're not dirt bags. And I'm like, that's exactly what a dirt bag would say. <laughs> and so uh, uh, I said, call me after the crash they said, we agree with you that a crash is coming. It's going to be in the housing market. And I said, call me then afterwards. Let's see how you did. They didn't have any problem in the crash because that's, that's not what they do. In fact, we were just talking about this the other day. They turn people down. And not because they, they don't qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, they turn people down because they're like, that's fiscally irresponsible.
0: Sh- <clears Yeah. throat> not naming any names there.
1: Go do that with someone else, <laughs> but not with us. And they even have things like, you can get a loan and you can say, I don't want my bank, my bank loan ever sold to Wells Fargo. Mm. And so you control the loan. It's really a, it's really a cool company. Uh, it's American Financing. If you're looking to refi, consolidate, or buy a new home, whatever it is, call uh, AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net.
0: All right, Glenn, uh, the concentration camps that are very clearly on concentration the Concentration camps. Yes. Well, first
1: mm-hmm. of all... I was, I was in my house and I don't, I don't know who's responsible for this, but I was in my house and I was, I was sitting there on the pot, just <laughs> doing my business. And I realized oh boy. that water that is in the toilet is the same one that comes out of the sink just right there. Oh my God. Oh. And I thought I had been brushing my teeth with toilet water. <laughs> And I was so upset about it, and I told my wife, I'm out of this concentration camp you had me in, you know? And she was, and she said, well, it's not a concentration I camp. I said, you go ahead and brush your teeth all you want with the toilet water in the sink. I'm not gonna do it. So let's just admit that we all agree, and none of us have ever had an apartment where the sink is practically in your lap as you sit on the toilet, mm-hmm. okay? It's so ridiculous on what they are saying and 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 what they're doing to destroy the faith and confidence of of America, but one of the you know, group of pastors, one of the lead guys of the uh, hispanic yeah uh, Christian Association, yeah, yeah, Christian Association, now, this guy, of course, hates Hispanics, even though he's hispanic and He's the, Relate, of the Relatable.
0: Yeah. I, mean, he's <laughs> I hear just, that all the time. <laughs> he's
1: like, oh, boy, I just hate Hispanics. <laughs> you are like, hey, dude. Anyway, so <laughs> he went because he heard of the Holocaust conditions. He heard about mm-hmm. the dirty diapers everywhere. Now, let's just, before I get to what he said, let me just ask you this question. Okay. Did your mom ever say to you, clean up your room, and then... I'm going to come up in an hour, and I'm going to check. And if it's not clean, you're not whatever, X, Y, and Z. You're not going out and play until it's clean. Yes. Now, let's just say that the Border Patrol knew that mommy was coming, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to make sure. Wouldn't you at least kick the dirty diapers under the bed like you did all your dirty clothes? Mm -hmm. Okay? Apparently, they didn't even think, oh my gosh, here's a planned visit from people in Congress... We shouldn't pick up the dirty diapers. We should make sure it's a pigsty. Let's make sure that it's disease-ridden and people are starving. And there, and the couple of the guys are on the other side of the bars with a juicy cup, just just (laughs) squishing, just squeezing it so the juice comes out of the straw a little bit. And go, I can waste it because I got plenty, kid. (laughs) Let's just pretend that that
2: happened. And while they're here, let's harass them too, sexually and physically. And physically harass them.
1: It makes absolutely no sense in any universe that's i believe in black holes and baby universes that's a lot of universes (laughs) nowhere does this make sense so a group of pastors got together hispanics and they said we should go there because this is bad listen how bad this is quote after they walk out We found no soiled diapers, no deplorable conditions, no lack of basic necessities. This is according to Pastor Pastor Rodriguez, adding he specifically asked border agents if they staged the facility in response to the negative press. They unequivocally denied it. We are witnessing the identical conditions the attorney saw when they toured the facilities days earlier. Who's going to hurt you more, the attorneys and Ocasio-Cortez? Or a group of pastors? Which one are you afraid of when they come through? The people who actually write your check could call you in front of Congress, ask you a bunch of questions, and then throw your ass in jail? Or a bunch of pastors? This, this, this idea that, yeah, well, of course, they cleaned it up before the pastors came. This wasn't a surprise mom check, okay? <laughs> you knew, they knew, they were coming. If they were doing something, they would have cleaned it up for the visit. I don't know if you've ever if you've ever read anything about Nazis, but Nazis with real concentration camps, they would build a fake concentration camp in the town or right in front of it and they'd clean it up and they'd truck in clothes and they'd truck in food and they'd put candy, honestly, candy in candy stores. So when you read the press at the time of real concentration camps, Uh, organizations like the New York Times are like, there's food in the stores for these Jews that you can't even find in Paris or London. (laughs) Really? (laughs) When the press and everybody is coming, that's when they would clean it up. AOC is a moron. An absolute and complete moron. And anybody who is listening to her, anybody who is like, Well, she makes a good point. You are twice the moron that she is, and she's a big moron. Yeah, because she's definitely a moron, but she's also lying, right? Like, she's blatantly lying to America. But but there's a level of lying, Mm -hmm. okay? There's the kind of liar that is, like, so good, and you're like, I didn't have any idea they were lying to me. She's a really bad liar. And a moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so her lies are just like, do you think I'm three?
2: And I, apparently she does. Yeah. Um, and Because, I mean, I, my my story today was also about AOC, which is, I I mean, there's been enough AOC just to really
1: drag us through the next 25 years, which will probably be in Congress. So it would be so uh, much fun if we weren't actually thinking that these people will round us up in actual concentration camps you know, if they mm-hmm. take power.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's like, look, the, she's at this point now. She has some new comments about uh, uh, concentration camps and what we're leading to. She said, quote, uh, "Are we headed to fascism? Yes. I don't think there's a question. Let me indulge in a little whataboutism Mm. Uh, with my friend Glenn Beck here, Uh who every time he referenced the continent of Europe would be (laughs) called out by the ADL to say that you're not allowed to say fascists are there. It's nothing. You can't compare anything. Nazis. If I would have have said something was a Nazi concentration camp or even a concentration camp, Uh, they would have they would have been surrounding my house. Oh, my God. it was you know, the the New York Times would be calling. I mean, oh, yeah. we went through this a hundred times back in the day. and every time you compare anything to uh, any part of that era, I mean, they would come out with public statements against you. This is a person who won the the uh, the Defender of Israel award, presented uh, by Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. This is not an anti-Semite we're
1: talking about. <laughs> no, it's I like, am. You
2: are the I'm crappiest th- anti-Semite <laughs> in history. Um, I, you know, it like. That the idea that there's just an unfair treatment here is sort of the thing that set me off on this today because it, it is just ridiculous. Anytime any conservative compares anything to uh, fascism, and like I understand the concept of saying, like this, you know, the, the Holocaust was a different event in our history and really, really does deserve some separation. We can't
1: call everything Nazis. But the point I always make about this oh, is oh, Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Remember, you and I for the most part not with yeah. not with he's a racist. you were clear on that one but you and I <laughs> carefully crafted a lot of this oh, l- yeah. l- language, And we always talked about these are the seeds of fascism. That they don't necessarily grow unless people water them.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. That's that's, how we used to talk about fascism. And that is the difference between what Ocasio Cortez says. She said that I don't think there's a question, right? Like that we're going to fascism. Um, And the way I always kind of explain it is like you come up to a, you're walking down a road, there's two paths. One of them leads to fascism, one of them leads to, uh, anarchy, right, or indip- so, so, so small government you can't even deal with it. We keep just taking steps down the fascism road. That does not mean that we're going to be fascists. That doesn't mean we're going to turn into Nazi Germany. But what it does mean is if you don't like what's at the end of the road, why do you keep taking steps down it? Um, and she goes on with, an, with another comment to explain her analysis further. She mm-hmm. says, uh, if you actually take the time to study I know she
0: studies,
2: <laughs> and look at the I steps right. and see how government transforms <laughs> under authoritarian regimes and look at the political decisions and patterns of this president, then the answer is yes about fascism. Well, what needs to happen? To get fascism is an all-powerful government. The thing you know, uh, Alexandria, that you're
1: constantly advocating for. Yeah, but remember, she's against fascism, but she doesn't have a problem with communism. Because in her world, I'm being serious, in her world, the natural enemy to communism is fascism. Right, which is insane. And communism <laughs> is not what Russia was. Communism is when everything works well. Mm-hmm. Communism's right. never happened. In Marxist theory, yeah. sure. I
2: mean, it never gets there, though, does it? Yeah,
1: and, and let's
3: get to that point, because she is lying, as you guys have said. And I said on the show yesterday, I said the folks on the left are willing to lie these days in order to accomplish the agenda. They, they're they willing to portray falsehoods in, in all order to get the to time. point.
1: Any means
3: necessary. Any means necessary. And that's what they're going to do. Now, I have been numerous places drilling wells in third world countries, including Central America. I've seen the conditions that these people live in numerous times over the course of 30 years. I've been there. I see what water they're drinking out of. I see what they're you Know going through, but they're it, not drinking toilet water. Right? Well, the thing is, we actually are all brushing our teeth with toilet water, back to your point, because of the <laughs> concept of aerosolization, which says that every time you flush the toilet, the contents of the bowl coat everything within a 15 foot radius. So, there's that to think about yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. That is why when throat. you brush your teeth, I put my toothbrush in, in the drawer yeah. for a yeah. That very <laughs> <rare> reason. reason. <laughs> so, that's a fact that actually happens. There's fecal matter on your toothbrush. Thank I'm you. sorry, America. Uh, wow, happy this, holidays! Yeah, yeah, happy holidays. <laughs> uh, uh, but, a concentration
1: camp let me out.
3: But here's the thing. So it and I want to come back to Stu's point in a second, but would you take back to what you were saying, you have a group of Hispanic pastors that are going down to visit this concentration camp. I had someone who sent me a tweet today who said, "You conservatives just want to put Hispanic Christians in concentration camps. Now, here was a group of Hispanic pastors who went down there. Why didn't they keep them? Why weren't they detained in well, the concentration camp? Because
1: there's, really, you don't yeah. know, there were Jews that worked as as guards in the concentration camp. Oh, yeah. They're just getting extra rations
3: of They're food. Extra rations, yeah. But again, and I go back to the point, I tweeted it last week. I said, it's not a concentration camp when you can avoid it by simply walking the other direction. I, know, I love that. So... You know, here we are. I would love to have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And and the reason why we talk about her, people always say, why do you even bring her up? Why give her press? Well, because she's like a yellow belt in karate. (laughs) She might get that one lucky kick in Mm. on a black belt Mm. and you're hunkered over. You she's dangerous. Here's a person from District 14, Queens in the Bronx in New York. She is insignificant. As Nancy Pelosi says, a glass of water could get elected from this district. But here she is. Why is she dangerous? Because she's kicking us in the nads with
1: what she's doing. She's she is she's is cultural. Yeah. She's not political. She's right. cultural. Yeah. She's affecting she, the culture.
0: She is. And, I mean, to that point, uh, I just want to bring into the conversation. I've been told multiple times now with all of this talk of the uh, the border crisis and everything that any time I stop and say, okay, you know, you guys realize, like, if this is a crisis because everyone's telling these people to come to the border and we have to detain them because we have to find out who they are, something very reasonable, I'm hit back with – you don't understand, you're fighting for these people now, for conservatives, they're going to lock you up next because of your last name. And I'm like, who, Wait, in so what world would that happen? Like, wh- where Bright, is your still, proof of uh, anything? Yeah. Right, Chad, yeah. what no, world no, would I that I don't happen? know, I would I was just
1: never about that. do that. We would so never. Is, have they accepted that you are Hispanic? Because the last no. I heard... No. No. Yeah. This, this half really of them Hispanic.
0: are saying, You're I'm fake. not Hispanic, I'm fake Hispanic. And the other half of them are saying, <laughs> I'm going to be locked up next, even though I'm, I'm an American citizen.
3: By uh, the way, we have been interviewing new hosts.
1: <laughs> <for the show. laughs> you know, ones that... Can be with the white people. Yeah. <laughs> Who understand our language. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Where are like, where are they getting these talking points? Well, this is They're getting think, them from people like AOC.
2: Yeah, well, and I think it's the problem of, like, the, the, taking the political discourse and turning it into Twitter, which is what she is. She's a walking Twitter account, right? Like, she's got all the knowledge of people on Twitter, and she's got all the depth of people on Twitter, and she... So these points are That's not... an insult to Twitter. I, I, <laughs> I, well, I mean, look at the arguments we've just been talking about, the ones made to Chad, the it to to Sarah. Like, in In a way, to just admit a little guilt here, because I think we do this at times, I think everybody does it. is like it's like I a lot of times will it's easy to bring up AOC as an example here because it's so easy. Right. Like it's harder to 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 navigate a conversation with Pete Buttigieg or Andrew Yang. Right. These are people who are actually smart and I disagree Mm -hmm. with where like AOC, she makes these black and white lines really obvious. And so it's obviously at some level, I think it's just laziness on my own part to just bring up an AOC because she's the dumbest example of these arguments. But it's also just so clear when you see her because she has no knowledge of where the debate is going and, and how these things progress it probably would be healthier for us to to focus on people that are at least making intelligent um, uh, arguments on the left but it's it's hard honestly it's like because you see so many people who actually just believe it she's not she's not even trying i mean like this is not someone who's put in effort to understand these topics she's just blurting out the first thing that comes to her mind and she's the one on television, she's turned into a cultural icon, and I feel like if you don't press back on her points, it's just going to continue to grow. So, Ocasio
3: Cortez, she—if you put her on the spot, she could not give you a working definition of fascism, but she spouts it out. I, I'm thoroughly convinced yeah. of that. She, you know, America was not built on personalities; it was built on ideals. And the problem is we've devolved into a bunch of personalities, and we got a thousand of them running for uh-huh. the Democratic. Yeah. There's, there's no ideology there on the Democratic Party. She's like a laser pointer to cats at this point because what's Rashida Tlaib doing? What is Ileana Omar doing? I want, I want to yeah. know where they are at right wow. now while she's taking all of the focus because I'm telling you, yeah. some dangerous people in positions of power. Are we a ca- Are we the cats in your analogy? Kind of right now we are. Crap, yeah.
0: yes! <laughs> <laughs> Back in a Damn it. <laughs>
2: Sarah finally gets her. Not even as trained as yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Chad, you said that there's a Fourth of Trump owns the Fourth of July now. Is that- We're gonna have a party
3: in Washington D.C. They've got tanks and rockets and nuclear bombs and <laughs> airplanes, and so the hashtag that's trending today is hashtag uh, boycott Trump's Fourth of July. Of course, Trump has said he wanted to have a military parade. He wanted tanks on the Mall, on the National Mall. He said we're gonna throw a party at the Lincoln Monument, and we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna show off our patriotism. Of course. Everybody says, well, where's he getting that money from to throw such a party? Well, he's going to take two and a half million dollars from the Parks Department. You know, we could use this money. Why in the world? would I mean, you're wasting money. Oh, shut How up. How dare you waste money? Now, the deal with that is, it had Obama, and I hate doing this, but if Obama had said, look, we're going to throw a patriotic party, oh, it would have been like, mm-hmm. let's spend a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's do this thing. My issue is not a couple of million dollars that we can literally blow out of our nose in the budget. What bothers me is free health care and free education and borders that are open. How much money are we spending down there on border detention centers when you got 80,000 people a month that are coming? you got all these from from Vietnam to Florida. We got detention centers. We we have all these things going on. We can't fix that. But we're worried about a Fourth of July party. And I love Trump's tweet. He came out this morning and said, well, we own the Jets. And uh, they're sitting right next door over here at the airfield. <laughs> and we also, own, we, the only thing we got to pay for is the fuel. And we got that because we buy it in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the tweets today says, this is um, uh, Lawrence, I, what was his name? Don't ever learn history from Larry. But he said, um, one of the things he said was, he says, I'm getting the feeling of Tiananmen Square, uh-huh. seeing these tanks in Washington, D.C. I, I mean, know. you're really oh, talking, you're going to compare a patriotic parade <laughs> To a communist massacre. And then we had the the tweet there from Bette. Where would it go? Bette Midler, who is just completely unhinged. He's demanding big tanks on the mall for his 4th of July big-ass ball. He wants soldiers, firecrackers, flyovers, and fox and your taxes pay for it all. Yeah, and uh, unheard of. 115 degrees in France. One of our allies. Mr. Trump is only interested in putting tanks on the mall for his salute to himself. (laughs) July 4th, I'm so ashamed. What the hell do tanks on the National Mall have to do with the d- temperature in <laughs> France? I mean, that's the same logic as Beto O'Rourke, who's saying that the people are migrating to the border of the southern United States because of climate change. It's man-made, and they can't grow crops anymore.
2: Uh, it's a parade of non-sequiturs. Yes, uh, that yes really doesn't, exactly. that, Those things are not tied together at all, no. the fact that it's warm in France.
0: Well, he should I, be I mean, calling just, France and, and telling them that he's sorry for their high temperature. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of instead What of I would really
1: like to point out is I'm in my 50s now. It's been hot like every 10 years in France. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I was about this big, I remember, oh, people are dying in France. Click. Move on. Yeah. Um, uh, They've been doing that since for- 1914. <laughs> <laughs> it's France. Calm down. Uh, the, the other thing is, I think anything that Bit Medler is really upset about <laughs> I'm for yeah, <laughs> automatic, automatic. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like the, the tank thing either, but we've done it in the past. Sure. Kennedy did it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it, but that's fine. And you know, I, I heard today that um, that you know, this is a partisan event. Well, yeah, I think it is. I I really do. I think it is. Because one party says America sucks, Mm -hmm. and I hate it, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing good about it. And the other party says, you know, it's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. So I guess it is partisan. But that's not Donald Trump making it partisan. That's the platform of the Democratic Party. Yeah, that the
2: America's pretty sweet used to be the bipartisan part of this, and now yeah. it's, it no longer is.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we take a break, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. Um, Chad, have you heard about this cruise? I have heard about oh it. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be amazing. Him. So, Glenn, it's going to be you, Stu, Bill O'Reilly, Rabbi Lappin, and David Barton.
1: Yeah, we're inviting a couple of other people. Are too. you? Yeah. We're okay, so I'll be I'll, oh,
0: I'm really excited. I'll be waiting. Um, my did you send season? the email to her? I
2: did. I did. There was, have I you never heard got about it. this
0: internet thing that, that's going
2: oh, on? Oh, no, not another <laughs> worldwide never got blackout. Oh, big hack. big, big oh, hack. Oh, my gosh. Maybe
0: Russians. you could print out, print it out and, and hand it to me. No, the we printers. both. Oh, my gosh, no.
2: That's it. long gone.
1: The printer, um, yeah. There's no working printers. And the print, the, the ink is bad for the environment, and we love trees. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, you can just go to the website, okay. comesailaway.com. Uh, we actually, I worked on it yesterday. The cruise company came in, and we were working on it yesterday. And I hate to tell this to Stu, but I added added three more nights of uh, shows and stuff that we're going to do. But uh, what? I was not uh, told about this. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, wait till you see what you're going to be doing in the dining room. Oh, uh, with uh, about 2,000 people. See, he used to drink.
3: Yes. See, he got occupied at night now. It's going to be an, an amazing
0: do. time, yeah. though. You guys amazing are going to go. Come
1: sail away, uh, dot com. We're going to go to Athens. We're going to go to uh, Venice. Croatia. Um, Croatia, Israel. Israel. It's great. Come sail away, dot com. Get the details. It is selling out fast. Come sail away, dot com.
0: I can't wait for my invitation, personally. We'll be Keep back. waiting.
1: Keep <laughs> waiting. <laughs> it's coming. Keep waiting. No, it's just... We, we don't put the Mexicans are a little...
0: Ball? All right, Glenn. Uh, really quickly here, my dad—he watches the show every day—and he actually had a question uh, about the the painting that is behind Mr. Chad Prather and what it means. And I said, I think it's education. But it I'm is.
1: Not. So those are the robes of the royal priesthood of education, and we are giving our kids to these. Uh, institutions like lambs to the slaughter, and it's, it's leading to death.
0: That is, so. that is really, happy. really happy. It hangs helpful. here because my
1: wife won't let me hang any of my art at the house. She's like, no, I don't think the death one will work. Oh, But how about the really creepy guy? We could hang it <laughs> over our bed so you'd wake up every night going, ah! <laughs> she already does that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that funny to you?
0: you? Over time, <laughs> <you? laughs> starts next. Make sure uh, well, that made me think of Jeffy. <laughs>
3: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: Glenn, did you say that there is a is a Showtime special out on Roger Ailes?
1: Yeah, I'm going to let the cat out of the box because no one is watching it, which I think is really interesting. Uh, it's a It's a... A tell-all Fox book with Roger Ailes and the story of Fox called "The Loudest Voice." It's a miniseries, right? It's a miniseries based on the book "Loudest Voice in the Room" by Gabe Sherman. And 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 I, while I don't know everything about you know even my time there at Fox, I never saw any of the you know the women inappropriate stuff with women. But it, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and I know nothing about what happened in the first episode because it was the beginning of Fox. Russell Crowe has. Uh, Roger Ailes down, really down. I mean, it looks like he really studied him, uh, and and it's funny because as a conservative, I was watching it, and you know, you have to get rid of the things where they're like, you know, Hannity is just stupid or whatever. Mm. And you get past all that, and you listen. They're, remember, this is trying to make Roger Ailes look bad, and all of the sex stuff does make him look bad. But when he's talking about the news and the country and all this stuff, I'm like. I pretty much agree with all of that. (laughs) Uh, And they're trying to make it sound bad. At one point, Hannity, he's trying out Hannity. um, And uh, and he's up in the control room. And this news person, uh, he's watching Hannity. And Hannity's getting creamed by the, because he's new. He's Mm -hmm. brand new, never been on television before. He's getting creamed by this liberal. And they're watching in the control room. And this woman who is a news, the news, you know, head of the news division or whatever, is standing there as well. And they're like five days away from launching the network. And, uh, and it just goes horribly. And Roger says, give me a dumber liberal. And she says, you can't stack the deck like that. And he said, the hell I can't. <laughs> and she said, you can't stack the deck. This is news. And he said, no, ma'am, this is opinion. What you do is news. And I'll stay out of what you do, but this is opinion. And beyond that, this is television. We want people to watch it, and he throws her out. So get the hell out of here, Missy! And he throws her out. And I'm watching that scene, going, "He's right. <laughs> he's right." Because that's what seeing oh. it. No, not the Missy part, but yeah. the 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 <laughs> not idea of liberal part either, right? Like
2: you, I mean, I, you, that might be a good thing for ratings. So that's not really inter Allen Collins. Yeah, like that, that's that, the deal uh, there. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, he because it, it's out of uh, out of context. Yeah, yeah. He says Hannity's new. He's just got to learn more. He's got to study more, blah, blah, blah. So it's he, he knows what he's going to get in Hannity. He's just raw. He's just totally raw. Sure, sure. And what, I'm, what I was watching was, it, it, that's what CNN does, but they disguise it as news. Right. Okay? Hannity, when you're watching Hannity, when you're watching me, you know who you're getting. Okay? You're getting somebody with an opinion that is a conservative And and that's a conservative. That's what Roger was building. When you watch it in context, he's very clearly building a conservative home. And he says, we're going to give them America as it is and the America as they want to see it. Well, what's wrong with that? I mean, you just
2: can't be lying to them, right? I'm sure that's what no, they're no. implying, right? They're implying they're giving this fake vision of the country and because, no, because they want that's what they want to see.
1: I see America as it is, and I see America as I hope it to be and how I want it to be. Well, so do they. They see America, they don't see it as it is, as they think it is, and then they see the America as they want it to be, a socialist utopia. What's the difference?
3: Yes. Well, I think their pushback would be, well, we see it how it is. But, but Roger Ailes' vision was for everyone to see it the way he sees it, in the way it will be. In that regard,
1: what is the difference between that and CNN?
3: No, oh, there's none. Yeah. There's in none. In that regard,
1: yeah. and the majority. His point was the majority of the people see it my way. I'm not doing anything. I'm not trying to say unplug CNN. I'm just saying this is a majority of people that want the news. They want to know the truth. But they don't agree with America sucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm going to give them the news as it is, but I'm also going to give them the, the, the America as they want it to be, as they're striving for. And I think that's good. Maybe,
2: I, maybe that makes no, me I a th- monster too. But No, I mean, I think that's, pr- like, it's one thing to give an aspirational vision of the future. I would assume, though, that Showtime is really making the argument that they were trying to
1: manipulate their audience into believing things that weren't true, were true. Well, they did a bad job of that. Maybe, I, maybe it's because uh, I know Roger Ailes, and that's, you know. Right, and you there, know. There was two sides, There were two sides of Roger Ailes. There were two sides. One, I really, really, really liked. He was smart. I do believe he was a, a decent guy. I used to tell this to you all the time. There were two Rogers. There was the Roger that wanted to be good, wanted to do things that that he would... He would give large sums of money quietly to people that were struggling, and and he'd do amazing things. And then there was that that Roger that he allowed himself to become. And I think they were constantly at war with each other. Hmm. But they won't give the credit of him actually being in love with an America that can be. That we should be striving for. Yeah.
0: Um, Chad. I know we have talked about uh, Navy Seal Eddie Gallagher on this show and how he was being held um, under all of these crazy, unusual circumstances, not being given access to his lawyer, just some really, really shady things happening to him. Um, but he just he just had his trial, right?
3: Yep, and he got a not guilty. Uh, verdict, mm-hmm. and of course, one of the medics came out and said he was actually the one at fault for the death. I used the word "fault," not in the legal term, but in terms of he was the one that that was there. There's a lot of speculation. I mean, you can get online and start reading the story about Eddie Gallagher. Most of the vet community that I've seen, certainly publicly, has come out in support with the hashtag #FreeEddie. There's been a lot of big campaigns pushing for that because here's a guy who, who supposedly is accused of murdering an ISIS fighter who was incapacitated under medical care, and he. Sent out some text messages to his his um, other other Navy SEALs saying, hey, I'll kill you guys if you tell them what I did. These kind of things. But again, it was kind of a dark humor. That was the way it was interpreted. And I think that most of the most of the vet community has looked at this entire case. And they've said, if you don't know how we operate in that world, don't don't give us your two cents. You know, there were people who want to say, Ah, he's he's a murderer. He went up, stabbed the guy with his hunting knife when he was almost dead. And, And there was there were. Then they posed over the body with a, with a picture and all of these things, the way it is spun in a certain way, kind of like you talking about Roger Ailes. We're only going to show one side of how this thing went down. Uh, of course, he received a court martial. He received a lower rank. He received a, a lower pay and salary as in. So there's a lot of confusion actually around that. I mean, you see that and it's like, OK, well. Why wasn't
1: he he reinstated? Why why didn't he? Why wasn't he bumped back up in rank?
3: Yeah, I know, and that's that's one of the things. That's a mystery there, you know, because I think there's some there's some there's some video, there's some text messages, there's some things like that that's not the the public's not privy to, that's there, and so uh, one of those
2: mysteries is kind of out there. But yeah, I mean, because I mean, it does seem like. I don't think they're necessarily making the argument that he handled the situation perfectly, right? Yeah. I mean, right. Like, I mean, no, you know, right. I mean, he I seemingly did stab, like actually stab the body. Seemingly, maybe after it was the yeah, guy right. was dead already, uh, and did pose and you know with a picture. And like that's not. I mean, you know, we don't want our military, you know, to, to 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 do that per se. I mean, it's a lot different than a murder charge. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think what's fascinating about that story too is that like they gave immunity to this other guy, who for for this incident. And then he comes out and testifies and said, I'm the one that killed them. So it gets him off uh, Gallagher, and it, this guy can't be prosecuted for the murder because yeah. he gave who's given immunity. Now they th- they say he'll probably get in trouble for perjury, um, so he'll probably get in some trouble. But that is a it's a weird legal loophole. Like I like I feel like I'm surprised like this doesn't happen in the mob all the time, right? Like, I mean, if you can get immunity from one person, then you can get on state on the stand and just kind of say, yeah, it was me. Like that's a that's a that feels loophole-ish. Um, You know, I mean, yeah. I think though. It seems like uh, the truth is that he didn't actually kill this person. And, you know, even though they're in ISIS, we, of course, treat our, you know, our prisoners uh, in a way that the rest of the world doesn't treat them. Um, And we should be held to a higher higher standard. But, I mean, it was a really weird road to get here, but it kind of seems like maybe in the end it actually worked out the right way.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I will say I still find it troubling that, you know, you said we still, even though there are prisoners, we treat them a certain way. But then you saw how, you know, how Eddie Gallagher was treated when he was being held. Yeah, he wasn't treated. Well, he wasn't treated to the standard that he should you know be treated to. But there's no accountability.
1: They listened in on him and his attorney. That's absolutely wrong. Yeah. I mean, this is this is unconstitutional, in my opinion, the way it was handled from start to finish. Um, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't part of the jury. I didn't see all the evidence, but I give, I don't like thin blue lines or a thin green line. I don't like it. Um, however, I do give the benefit of the doubt as a citizen to the people who are risking their lives every day until you show me the evidence. I wasn't in the courtroom, and I don't think we should be judging uh, these people unless we're seeing the videotape mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Yesterday's poll, should Portland's mayor step down for giving his city over to Antifa, which attacked, of course, reporter Mr. Andy No. this past weekend? Ninety six percent of you said yes. Four percent of you said no. I think we all know he's not actually going to step down. Uh, Glenn, I know you talked with Andy No on radio today. He did not sound. He did not sound. He did not, not sound, well. sound well. And he even said he said, I'm still getting over this. I, I can't speak very clearly. Very quickly, clearly. Yeah, very clearly right now.
1: And he was. You could tell. There were times where you could tell he was really struggling to find the words. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing that to a journalist, you've destroyed his life. Yeah. You've destroyed his life. Yeah. For me, if you kick me in the head, it might improve things. things better. <laughs> <My> <laughs> things better
0: so. uh, today's poll, who is America's biggest geopolitical threat? China, Russia, North Korea, or Iran? Let us know what you think. What do you think, Glenn? China, Russia, North Korea, or Iran? Who is our China, biggest...
1: Iran, Russia, North Korea.
0: Oh, okay. You didn't even pick one. You just you just ranked, ranked them. them. You ranked. went one step further. What do you think, Stu?
2: I think I'll go Russia, China, Iran, North Korea. Please say China. <laughs> pronounced Gina. China. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, I just I was just reading a book about Russia, so I'm in the Russian mindset. I'll go Russia <laughs> one. But I mean, honestly, either anyone yeah. with nuclear weapons. Okay, so
1: can I talk to you about something? You know, the, do you know that there is a uh, the Fatima thing where the you know the little girls saw the Virgin Mary and she gave predictions and everything else. There's one prediction in there that is about uh, the Pope going to meet the Russian president. And it's never happened. And he has to go to Moscow. He goes to Moscow. When the Pope comes back, he tries to make peace with Russia. Uh, And uh, that Pope that does that is supposed to be a bad guy, according to Fatima. Uh, And uh, when he comes back, Europe starts to fall apart and it's at a time that communism is sweeping the world. Putin is meeting today in the Vatican with the Pope, and the Pope is going to announce today whether or not he is going to go to Moscow to meet with Putin and all of the people in Moscow. Just thought that was an interesting uh-huh.
0: tidbit. Huh. What do you think, Chad?
3: You know where the majority of asylum seekers come from worldwide? The majority, the largest percentage from any one country, they come from China. I know, yeah. 30% of asylum seekers come in. That's not the reason I believe it is the most biggest threat. But I'm telling you, there there are some Trojan horses. Mm. Can't tell me there aren't.
0: Yeah. Well, um, let us know what you think at The Blaze's Twitter that is at The Blaze. Before we go, Mm. uh, I had this... Oh, I like that. This is my
3: answer to Colin Kaepernick, right here. <laughs> I'm wearing these on the mall tomorrow, right there. <laughs> Wait, did you, you just going, take that off of your are foot? Are you going? <laughs> I, I took it right off my foot. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you going to mall to the mall? I might. I might go. I'm gonna go see Eric Bowling up there, and, mm. and uh, oh, cool. Uh, how to do a thing or two. But, but
0: well, take that, Colin. Um, before we go, uh, I released. I was trying to release. Chad and I were talking about this. Uh, a video on Facebook as an answer to Alyssa Milano, who is very confused on how we can solve the actual crisis at the border. And Facebook, there's, is having some sort of a video glitch. So you can find, <laughs> yeah. you can find uh, the video right now at my YouTube page. It's Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Uh, here's a sneak peek. Alyssa Milano. You may know her as the washed up actress desperately trying to stay relevant by inserting herself into every single political debate. Yeah, her. She recently tweeted about the border crisis. She posted pictures of all of these overcrowded detainment facilities with the quote, my God, how do we fix this? <laughs> to tell her? Hey, Alyssa, I've got this crazy idea. Okay, stick with me here. What if we build a freaking wall that would prevent people from coming here illegally and waltzing into our country in the first place so we wouldn't have to detain them?
3: Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.